Yo, what's good, yo? We back with season two. Yeah, we about to get real New York on you. So I'm saying, like, follow, subscribe. Yeah, we finna be live. Tell your friends to tell your wretched ass friends. Thought we was gone, but nah, no, we ain't. Thought you got rid of us, but no, no, you can't. Yeah, uh, we gotta do this shit for real. Welcome back, pontificators. Welcome back to another episode of Pontificating Podcast. Um, it's me, your girl, Asia. And I'm Ty. And um, I'm going to hop right in. So my is it just me is, um, this goes without saying, the cost of stuff is astronomical. And if you vote me for president, <laughs> <laughs> I think you, I think the things you pay for stuff should go by the year you were born. Whatever was the cost of anything the year you were born is the price you should pay until you die. Because I was like, imagine being born in 1932 and having paid one penny for a loaf of bread and you still hanging in here and you're paying $5, $6 for bread. That's wild. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Now, listen, the thing, here, this is why it's not going to fail. Because if you're born 1936, you pay that price. If you're born 2023, you pay that price. So the current price will always get paid. But I just think it's kind of like a mind fuck to expect someone who paid a penny for a loaf of bread to now pay $5. Especially on Social Security, which is a, a joke for some people. I wouldn't say the year you were born, but probably the day, the age of adulthood. Like by the time you're 30, if this is the price... And you lock it in there. Yeah, like locking in the price, maybe. I don't, I'm not, I'm like, cool, Marge. Like, you paid one penny back in your day. But, like, how much was it when you were actually shopping? Okay, I'll do 30. I'll do 25. Okay, yeah, 25 years You know, old, right? 25 back in the day, you were, like, three kids in. Yeah. In a house. That's true. That's facts. So, the other day, I went to buy a Twix, and it was um 150. And I didn't even buy it. Because I was like, this used to be 50 cents. <laughs> For the same Twix, no, I'm sorry, it's not even the same Twix. It probably has less actual natural ingredients than it did uh, when I was buying it as a kid. And I just was like, this is so insane, like how inflation works. And you just have to like ride with it and rock with it. It's actually an insane thing to like think about the fact that I once paid this amount of money and now I'm paying triple for the same exact product. Some products are actually much smaller, like chips are, chips are smaller the the actual ingredients have changed and i'm like what who told us inflation was okay that's facts so that's my just me <laughs> that's so funny because i just bought a water downstairs mm-hmm. and he told me the i bought a water and a pack of gum mm-hmm. and he said 450 i said for what and i said how much is the water he said 250 i almost put it back I almost put it back, but I was like i was coughing i had something caught in my throat <laughs> so i was like i need the water right now right but, yeah Okay, my is it just me, right? I know we talk about all the time about how we're not teachers of the struggle, right? And I had to like kind of solidify what my actual place was this week. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, and I'm like, I may be a sellout. So you have to let it let me know <laughs> is it just me. So there's these like um there's this like popular bar 
in Brooklyn. Um, and I met the owners and I think they want me to work for them. And I was just like, I, and I told Asia, I was like, absolutely not. I'm not working. Um, as much as we talk about FUBU for us, by us, I was like, I'm not going to work for um, black people with a majority black clientele for multiple reasons. Though, before y'all start calling me a full time and telling me I need to unbrainwash myself, right? Mm-hmm. It's because, one, I frequent that place for fun and I feel like I don't have many safe spaces for me to just go chill, kick back, and it's like my kind of vibe and I don't want to work there. Um, and two, I had to like really digest what the underlying thing was, right? Cause therapy, right? Like therapy, I'm not dumb. Um, or am I, um, I was just like, I feel more comfortable not working in white spaces. Cause I don't feel comfortable working in white spaces, but I go where the money is. Right. So in, in the hospitality industry where there are white people willing to spend their like money, that's where the money is for me as a service worker. And I was like, I prefer to work in like white or mixed spaces of a certain um, class and status and make black people feel welcomed in those spaces. And I was like, and that is my work. And I, I, I feel comfortable about that. I'm, I'm 10 toes down about that. But then I was like, do I need to like really evaluate what I think working for black people and with black people, not with black people, but like in a service capacity with black people, what that is, do I have to like fix something in myself? Cause that is also is given tricky. I've been meaning to ask you about this. Cause there's so much like, t- cause the tipping culture is getting like out of control in America. Mm-hmm. And that's another episode, but like, do you, as someone who's been in the industry for quite some time, do you think like people don't tip? Do <laughs> <laughs> Mm, do I think it's okay I am not surprised when black people tip well anymore like in the beginning when I first was in the service industry I had a staunch rule because I was like the only black girl on the floor so they would oftentimes give me a lot of black tables Mm -hmm. and I'm charismatic whatever um but after a while I was just like I don't want any black tables not only do I go out of my way to make them feel comfortable they also don't tip because they don't understand the tipping culture which is kind of like bullshit um but now I think it's changed a lot. Um, so I would say back in the day, it would be like, it would be like 25 tipping well mm-hmm. and 75 mm-hmm. murky. Um, I would say now it's probably 60% of black people tip well. And then there, there's the 40%. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm at a place where it doesn't fucking matter. What's the percentage of like white people tipping? The percentage of white people tipping... Well, well, I guess. White people tipping well. Oh, that's a different question of if they tip well or not. But um, white people tipping well, uh, it's probably about 70%. It just depends where you work. I think mm-hmm. it's about 70%, maybe like 67%. Okay. 68, 69% of white people will tip you well. And then there's the 31, 32% that won't. Okay. Um, which just makes me out of state. So right now you think it's about even? It's it's almost about even. Like you you can kind of tell who's going to tip well and who's not. Mm-hmm. Um, it also depends on the demographic of like age also. Right. If they're super old, they're not going to tip well. If they're kind of young, 
they're not either. Right. It's like people our age, like I I, I realize like my peers, my contemporary, they like we Understand we get it. it. Yeah. yeah, we get it. So if it's like somebody within my age group, I'm like, okay, like I don't have to go back and look and see how much you tip me and then treat yeah. you accordingly. Yeah, I mean, I tip well. You have to be like really ridiculous for me to tip you nothing. Yeah, like you have to never come back to my table, which I've had happen. I was at a bar one time with the person and she just, she just never came back to us at the bar that we're sitting at while she's bartending. She just never me? came. No, not no. you. <laughs> no. And my mother, um, is a, my mother, my mother tips pathologically. It's almost, it's, it's actually too much. Um, and my mother was like, I'm not tipping. And I was like, whoa, she really fucked like, up. It has to be, yeah. Because my mother, she tips everyone very well. She's yes, very big on it. I can, I can attest to yeah. so much, Miss Becky. <laughs> I really appreciate the service that you do. Yeah, but if, even if you give mediocre service, especially if you're black, I'm still going to tip you, honestly. Yeah. But if you just are terrible, you get nothing from me. Right. And I would like to say I've trained my friends very well. Because we have gone out and had some really shitty experiences. And I would be irate at the table. And I would always tell people, like, tip where you're going to tip because I'm going to tip what as Asia says her mm-hmm. mom does pathologically. And it's because I've been there. I've had a bad mm-hmm. day. I've been fed up with the job. I've Like, it's never really personal to the table until you feel that it's personal to right. the table. Right. Um, so I, I do get that. But, yeah, yeah. No, your mom is amazing. I love it. <laughs> and for me to tip you, like, 15%, I have to be, like, I fucking rate, but I always tip 20% across the board. Yeah. That's my base and then go up from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Y'all let me know if I need, I know I got more work to do, but let me know if I need more work to do in that sector because I really, <laughs> something about it bothered me. I was like talking to a friend today, like a quick tangent um, about it because they're also in the service industry and I don't think she quite understood what I was saying. Is she also I mean, black? She did, yeah, she's also black. Um, I think she did understand what I was saying. I don't think she agreed with it. I think she agreed more with like me saying that I don't want to work at a place where I have fun. Um, but I don't think she was behind me with the the whole like black thing. And it's true, like black people love an immersive service experience. Like they want everything as they should want. Like mm-hmm. anybody who goes into any place, like you should want good service. Like you should want somebody to be engaged. I personally do not, do not. If you I sit at your table, I don't want to hear about your acne. I don't want to hear a goddamn thing, <laughs> except the specials, what you think is good, and what kind of motherfucking whiskey you have. Um, but she wasn't behind me on that one a little bit. I feel like, and I said, oh, she probably thinks. I mean, I can offer you this because um, I did like food delivery for a bit, DoorDash, Uber Eats, all that kind of stuff, and I stopped doing deliveries in the Bronx which is a predominantly people of color um, demographic because they weren't tipping mm. like at all. Like one guy tipped me a penny and I was like, <laughs> literally he put a penny in and I was like, you could lift it at zero. Right. And then when I went to do like Westchester and Manhattan, I was getting actual tips. And then I was like, well, it could be two things. Like one is like maybe just a lack of a lack of money. Right. Like mm-hmm. I want my food. I don't want to go outside and get it. Right. You, you are, you work for a company. And they should be paying. They should be paying you, right? So I understand that, but yeah, it does suck when like it's your own people because you are going to get some kind of like bias. Yeah, like I I do still need money, and of course the 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 problem that starts with the companies who are underpaying service workers as well as gig workers. But 
it's kind of like, but this is where we are, guys. Right. Like, I didn't start the tip, the tipping structure. And also, don't count my money. Don't be like, oh, well, so-and-so, this table tipped you. I'm like, yeah, it's all included. Like, every place, almost every place, yeah, every place I've ever worked with, it's a full house. So, like, everybody bring their tips together, and then we divide it, you know, amongst all the workers. So, it's the most, I think it's the most fair, ethical way to work. Um, it has its restricting in the middle, but... Yeah, it's just like, yeah, they should pay us more as a base, but also this is a tipping structure. This is, so, what, this is what we have. Yeah, because like if not, then it's going to be so much more expensive for you to even walk through these doors and nobody wants that, you right. know? Because people do like to give people a good time, mostly. Unless you get on my fucking nerves. But I'll tell you if you get on my nerves. I don't care. I'm that type of <laughs> service worker. I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, Yeah, let's move on. And we're going to get into our... So, boom. So, this week I wanted to talk about the idea of the quote-unquote gay agenda and how, I mean, it's been a thing since the 60s, but how it's really amped up right now and people are just, you know, Target is being boycotted and having to pull out, um, having to take away uh, Pride merchandise. Um, Even in my own family, you know, my friends who are, of the older persuasion, um, they're just like, oh, every time I turn TV on, it's someone, it's it's a gay, it's a gay per- people kissing, and it's like they're pushing this concept, and I'm like pushing the concept of people that exist in the world. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Let's explain. <laughs> Tell me more. Like you know, a lot of a lot of TV shows have a gay character now. Okay, because a lot of conclusion because they are real people, not mythical creatures, and every time someone is says some some someone says something like, oh, it's too much, or why is it every show? I'm like, because gay people are in everyone's lives. They are amongst the world. You know, I'm like, there was a time when they said there's too many Blacks people here, or there's too many women here. So I'm like, and I talked about this in, in previous episodes, how growing, becoming an adult and maturing is understanding inter- intersectionality. And it's like, once you understand it, you can't, you can't, un-understand it right (laughs) right and then you understand how sensitive it is to not say stupid shit like that right um so i just wanted to to give you guys some facts because the gay agenda the idea of it is like a thing it's not just like a newly formed word or a newly formed theory who coined Um, the gay agenda okay so here's some facts for you so the gay agenda was um started by a religious group called Springs of Life Ministries. Um, The first video, I'm sorry, I said the 60s. It's in the 90s. Uh, The first video uh, was called The Gay Agenda, was released in 1992 and distributed to hundreds of Christian right right organizations. Tens of thousand copies of the video were sold. It was attributed to the United States Congress and commandant of the Marine Corps. Um, so a man named Carl Mundy Jr. gave it to other members of the um, military and they were using it to like basically deny rights to people who were gay, lesbian, and bisexual who were in the military. Um, the Gay Agenda, the movie, the propaganda movie, was followed by three other video productions um, also available through this Christian right organization. And it's it has... Um, opponents of like lgb rights and it was intended to expose lesbian and gay movements secret plans for america the gay agenda in public education the gay agenda march on washington and and the feature-length film stonewall 
25 years of deception. Like this shit is deep. I had no idea it was actually this crazy. With that, it's unhinged. It's crazy. They use the parishers, the parishers money to have a three-part docu-series. Yeah. And a full-length feature. And a full-length feature. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Mm. And it's just this idea that every time you see someone gay, are you going to turn gay? Like, that's... Gay is not contagious. I don't know if, if we are not aware it's of that. Not. And I, I also got an article from Forbes, and they were saying that um, there was a study conducted between 1989 um, and April 2022, and it uh, surveyed um, countries where uh, same-sex marriages are, are legal. And basically, it found, it found that um, children who are raised by same-sex parents or and by you know heterosexual parents, they turn out either the same or actually better. Mm-hmm. Like there's no there's no difference in upbringing. You're not like a degenerate. You're not this. You're not that. You're just a person raised by two parents of the same sex. Right. And and I would assume you're probably also a lot more empathetic and fair and understanding because you've grew up in a world of like I would say adversity mm-hmm. and like diversity. Mm. taking out race because you know yeah no I just think that you're just gonna grow up to be a fucked up adult like any other like like we've spoken so much on this podcast about like we don't know anybody with a two parent who had a two parent household who grew up to be like well adjusted human beings right it's just like not true like if you are in a household with two people whether or not they loved each other or hated each other you are going to come up fucked up one there's so much um there's so much, uh, I don't want to say adversity, but there's so much friction yeah. with two people coming in together to be in one household to live as husband and wife, and then to add children on top of that and to navigate that. Of course, you're going to fuck these kids up. It's yeah. the same thing. I, I don't, and this is like my problem. First of all, the fact that a church started this is not surprising, but also it's very disappointing to me. Um, you know, everybody knows, you know, I believe in Jesus. All right. Hallelujah. But, um... His people, <laughs> you know, yeah. some of his people, I just don't, and you can say like, it, it, I think I've just, and I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to expound on this, listen to past episodes where we spoke about the whole like, um, homosexuality in the Bible and all of that, like, unless, and we all got Jesus on the main line, but unless you got Jesus dial up and he, you tell him three way me in. And let, let him tell me that being gay or being in a same-sex relationship or being non-binary is literally a sin to him. Um, I don't want to hear it. Right. You can keep that to yourself. Because it's actual, like, I'm going to, it's bullshit. It's cap. It's it's not true. Um, especially you can't preach Jesus's love, uh, whatever the name of this church is. And they're also spend so much money that can go into helping the people within your congregation to quote unquote fight this like spiritual warfare fight the devil you know um sometimes the devil is you a lot of times the devil, sometimes the devil the is devil, in you and yeah. you have to exercise that part of yourself um because I, I, I asked what 
who coined the gay agenda because I was saying to myself, what a dumb fucking name. Mm-hmm. What a dumb name. As if they had secret meetings to what, take over the earth? Meanwhile, the meetings are being held by the straight people. Right. No, I want to know what the, they think the meetings were to take over the world. I mean, well... Gays kind of do run it, and they they only run. And we spoke about this on the the sinks and dinks episode, right? They have more discretionary income. They have more income to spend because some of them don't have children. It's not within their lifestyle. Some people didn't think it wasn't. You know, there's so many ways, but like it's usually like dual income, so they can live a different way. So, and we all know, like in this capitalist society, money runs everything. So yeah, sometimes we make jokes like, "Oh, the gays run the world." Yeah, they play. Yeah. One, because sometimes they're men. I don't think we're saying any lesbian women are running the world. That's true. But I don't think this is like, how do I say this? I think they believe it to an extent, but the real point of the message is just hate. Like, how can we propagate hate, right? Yeah. Because the people who are so clever to make a movie and do all this stuff, they're not dummies, right? Mm -hmm. They are well aware of what's happening, but they do know a lot of people are dummies. And they know a lot of people, their their followers, prisoners, they are dummies. And they're going to take this idea of like the gay agenda and how they're trying to turn their kids gay and run with it. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's as sinister as you think. I think you think they're, I think that's coming out of your judgment and I'm mm-hmm. going to let you have that. Wait, which part? All of it. I don't think that these people, like this particular couple, I think it's a couple or whatever. Um, I don't think that. But the church? Yeah. No, they're a. They're like a full-fledged organization. Yeah, but I don't think it's because they want to propagate hate. I think like when, and this is my problem with organized religion, right? I think it's because they so believe, like they're not digesting the Bible. And I've said this also, like they're not digesting the Bible in a way that um, has um, critical understanding, Mm -hmm. right? Like, when I say words mean things, they take the words and they pick and choose the words. So they think that their moral um, compass. Yeah, their moral compass. They're like, no, this is not right. Like it's very in the in the sands. It's kind of like a a mania of some sorts. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, in order for me to live my life right, in order for me like to buy into heaven's not being now heaven is being later that jesus is going to come for me i want to go into the good place i don't want to burn in hell in my eternal life so if i have to draw a line because this is bad i don't want this stain to get onto me and guys i do not think that like being gay is a stain i'm just talking through the irrational thoughts of people who are religious some of them tricky um and i think it's that it's the same thing with like People would like the whole, uh, which isn't quite the same, but the, they're parallel. Like, I don't know if you saw the uh, Sarah Jakes Roberts, when she was like telling people if they go to the Beyonce concert, that they're sacrilege and all of that. Yeah. So it, it's, it's the same kind of mentality is like, this is, this is of the devil and you have to like separate yourself. I don't know. I mean, because they're white, that's why I said I'm going to let you have it. Because they don't that's, that's what I was getting ready to say. And I think white Christians are, like, some white Christians are absolutely hateful and controlling. I don't think they know. I think some of them don't understand it because they're, um, I don't even think they're hiding behind religion. I think they really believe that it's like that bought into mentality that's passed on from, like, generation to generation. 
And I think that is also like why most people can't get out of racism. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was saying for the lady, the, the lady with the Beyonce thing, she's black and I'm, and, and black people in religion, that is a organized religion quote in the Bible. I think that is a, a level of brainwashing that is going to take, I don't know how long, I don't know if it's, if it's, if it's, if, it's a, if there is a time when it's not going to be there. Oh, I don't think blacks are going to find their way out anyway, as a, as a majority. Right. Um, but when it comes to white people, right. Like you said before, they are diabolical and they have mastered oppression mm-hmm. and they have mastered propaganda. Yeah. Right. So the, the people who started this, this, these, um, these videos, they may also truly believe it. They may believe that there's a gay agenda, but I also do believe that they also hate people living their lives. Like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I don't, I think it's about them being gay, of course, because it's, it's something to point to, mm-hmm. but the, the, the issue is, uh, um, inclusivity and exclusion and people being, um, marginalized. Mm. That's, that is the crux of it. Right? right. Because here's the thing you could, they could have just gave this out to their congregation. Right. And this congregation, we don't accept gay people because they have an agenda. Okay. But they were able to get it in the hands of the U S government. <laughs> <laughs> They got it in the hands of the U.S. government who put it in the hands of other U.S. government officials, right? right? Who used it against men and women who were sacrificing their lives to fight for the country. Right. So it, yes, it's about, they, they do believe these things, but it goes so much deeper, right? Because if you, if you, if you're a good Christian, right? And you truly believe I'm going to go to hell because I'm gay. What are you going to do? You're going to pray for me. Invite mm-hmm. me to your congregation, lay hands, sprinkle some olive oil, some water, do what you're going to do, oh, right? I don't think they watch YouTube. They don't, I don't know what they do. So. But do the things that you're going to do to s- save my soul. Don't condemn me. Right. That's not Christian-like. It's not. And the, uh, and the, the so for me, the, the issue is I, I don't like you, right? I want you to go to hell. And on your way there, I want you to have a terrible life too. I don't want you to have a job. I want you to be ostracized, Right. Which to me, that's the propaganda part of it. Mm-hmm. Is so for me, it's more than just like I believe this is wrong, and therefore, no, it's I believe this is wrong. I'm going to make sure that everyone else who doesn't think this is wrong follows me on this on this thing. With right, me. it's kind of like burning at the stake. Yes. Mm. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and my thing also is no one talks about like the straight agenda. Right, because that's just the that's the norm. That's heteronormative. Mm-hmm. That's what we have when we see like you know um, all these Tina Boppy shows, te- teeny teeny Boppy Bopper shows. You know, we have kids fourteen. They're kissing, they're dating, whatever, and that's totally normal. That's not like oh my gosh, what if my child goes and kisses a boy in her class? Right, mm-hmm. that's not something that people are afraid of. But we see two teen kissing and two um, same sex teens kissing, and it's like, oh, my kids are going to become gay. And it's like, first of all, if you were only one show from becoming gay, you were gay then you're you were gay already. You started out gay because it's not going to be this thing. And here's the thing, also, even if it is, it's also a matter of minding your own business, which I think is the major problem that people have. They cannot mind their own business, and everyone feels like they have to control everyone else mm. because and i think so okay so this this so basically people are more queer these days than they were before but i'm, I'm using air quotes they're not more queer oh, mm-hmm. they're just more out 
Right. As we as we get to be more progressive as a society, people are able to say, you know what, I'm bisexual or I'm binary, I'm non-binary. So they've always these you know people have always lived these queer lives in masses, but as we get more progressive, people are comfortable, um, they're safer with saying it and with experimenting. Right. It's, it's getting more normalized. It's getting more normalized. Yeah. And some people say, well, because everything is so gay now, and it's like no, because there's less chances of being murdered. And I don't understand, like, everything is so gay now, because I'm just like, one, I think that statement is completely false, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's just like, you know, especially like in the black community, you grew up in church, the choir director, always, you know what I mean? There's always somebody and you're just like, oh, so-and-so is just like that, or so, like... It, it's always like you're excusing somebody as if they're doing a bad thing, but it's like just because you're overlooking or you don't want to fully see it doesn't mean that it's the truth. And this happened in my own family. Like I have a cousin. When he married a woman, shocketh. <laughs> shocketh. I was like, I thought and my father said, Don't even finish that sentence. And I think I said it in front of I think I finished the sentence and, and his mom was there and was like, What do you mean? And I was like, now, this is my father's side of the family, and I've said before that they are highly religious. They used to own the church as a family. Like, it's very much giving, you know, even though my grandmother was an alcoholic. She was a good time. I love that lady, RP. But um, <laughs> it just goes to the hypocrisy of it all, right? Right. It's like people picking and choosing the sin oh, that, yeah. that is more, I don't know, palatable or for them. But I'm like, that's not how sins work. That's just like not, it's not. How, how it works. That I, I this whole I know and guys, when I say this whole conversation is stupid, I just mean for people who are fighting um so staunchly against normalizing people living their lives is crazy as hell right. to me. I just don't and this is coming from somebody who I think I was raised to be homophobic. I think I, I know for a fact that I have said some things that I'm not proud of when it, it it deals with, and I think I've said this on this podcast, that when it comes to homosexuality, right? And I was just like, things that I would never say today, things I would not think, but as I evolved and had a brain of my own and used critical thinking skills, I'm like, okay, this doesn't make sense. Because I used to, like, I grew up in a church. I thought all gay people were going to hell. Like, hell. And then when I thought, when we thought my aunt was gay, I had to really sit down and be like, whoa, 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 now. I'm like, why is she going to, why is she going to hell? She ain't do nothing worth going to right. hell if it's just her being a, a lesbian. Like, okay. Loving and, who she loves. Yeah, like, okay. And she not hurting nobody. She's not doing anything. That's when you start to like think and it's just like, somebody be like, oh, well, gosh, the Bible says that it's wrong. I'm like, no, no, you can't. You can't defend the Old Testament and then say we need to go for the New Testament because like like it's really giving pick something mm. pick something because it doesn't make sense to me it just doesn't I just I don't understand it. no it is actually a crazy conversation I do say that as two people who are accepting and I hate even saying the word accepting as if it's something I have to accept like. Like, as if we have the power yeah. to be like, live your life. Yeah, like as if know. I somehow no. have the have, have the gate to, like, freedom. Like, I don't even like using the word. I want to say people who don't care. And I, and I say don't care. I mean, like, 
live your life. Like, yeah, you're you living your life is not something that crosses my mind, mm-hmm. right? Because you're just a person who's living your life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Damn, <laughs> I think I'm more bo- like when you say living your life in the way. Like, I think I'm more bothered when people are not authentically living their life or if you know like somebody is closeted and I and I had to have like a a a come to Jesus moment with myself and I was like one just like I said like my there's one there was no judgment there but I was just like I think it was like I don't know maybe it was like 2009 or something I was like or 2000 I was like it's 2008 just come out already nobody cares anymore but then it's just like by me saying that, I was like, I'm not being a true ally right. because I'm now I'm negating your experience and the dangers that it is because people very much did care and they still do care yeah, and they still do care mm-hmm. because you know the killing of trans uh, men and women and non-binary people all over the fucking um, planet, right? So I had to really like talk to myself and like be like, okay, you have no right. To say that you don't care how somebody lives. Because I care deeply. I want you to live your life the way that you see fit. In the most safe way that you can live your life. I want you to do that. Because not that it doesn't matter to me. It matters so deeply for me. To me for you to like live your life. Like the same way that I would live my life. And I would. If I had a man I would. Listen. Okay, when I get a man, I'm going to my man, my man, my man, my man, my man, my man, y'all to death. Okay, believe that. And I want my people to feel the same way. And I want my people to live the same way. Right. Yeah. And then I also like, I think it was on Twitter, like a couple of months ago. And somebody was saying that, speaking of allyship, um, and they were like, um, when people say that um, I don't care, like you living your life, and they were like, you should care a little bit more because when somebody says something about the way that they live their life, like in order to be a true ally, you have to be able to speak up and right. and be like, no, like now the same thing that we want white people to do for yeah, like to other white people who are also racist, like we also have to have that same battery in our back, especially as marginalized people. Yeah, I actually just had this talk with my parents. Um, cause my, my mother was watching P Valley and, um, my dad stopped by and she was telling him how good the show was. And he was like, oh, I don't want to watch it because you know, there's gay people in it. And then I said the same thing I said earlier. I was like, once upon a time, people didn't watch shows cause there are black folks in it. So I stay on their necks. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to go back to Ty's saying about like her role in the revolution, right? Like, is what is your role? I've often said my role is not teacher. It's just not for me. Um, there's a caveat to that. People who I deeply care about, who I don't want to cut off for their ignorance. I'm going to, I'm going to lock them. They, they have detention. Okay. <laughs> they are going, they are going to write. I will not be biphobic. I will not be homophobic on the board 85,000 times. Cause you're not going to be in my life and exist in this ignorant, um, bigot way. Mm-hmm. Now, um, in terms of allyship, I am always one to speak up. There are times I don't speak up and that's because with and this is with any topic, black topic, racism, anything. There's some people I just for our lost cause, mm. and because I do not want to be a teacher, I'm like, the I'm not gonna say anything to you, right? Because I don't have it in me to get upset, right? Yeah. When yeah, I'm trying to teach someone who does not want to learn, 
Yeah. Right. So I think sometimes I've, I've had moments where I'm just like, I should say something. And then I'm like, but is it worth it? Right. For, to, for yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I staunchly disagree with your saying, but also I'm like, but you are a lost cause. Mm. And like I said, my role is not teacher. So I'm just like, I'm not about to hold class for someone who doesn't want to learn. See, I don't mind. And I don't say, I wouldn't say teaching is the word that I would say for people like that. I'm, I listen, one of the things I love is to antagonize some type of people. Um, so I would antagonize with probing questions like that. Cause I don't mind fucking with people in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that cause I, I do it in my family. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I have a subsect of cousins who I, I do, mm, Love is tricky. I do love that. You know, we have a familiar bond. Um, but I think that they are hateful in their thoughts mm-hmm. and in the way that they um, approach the world. And as much as I can understand that, because I'm like, I can see how you probably came this way. It's a condition of how you were raised, but also like it's not founded in anything that's right. um, intelligent or have any evidence other than you just want to hate people and hurt people. So for them, I I reserve very special moments mm-hmm. like Thanksgiving, Christmas, a grandma birthday. Mm-hmm. I'm always in the back arguing with the cousin like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Why is being gay? Right. Like, um, who cares? Because it was a point when they thought like one of my younger cousins was gay. And it was like the biggest thing in my family. And I had to lose my, I said, so what? So right. what if he's gay? So what if he's gay? Well, at least he always knew. And he don't have to go through life not knowing how, like, thinking that he won't be accepted by people. Like, he he's welcome. I just, I mean, and I know I, they say not to say who cares, who gives a fuck. But it's just, nobody care who I'm dating. Actually, my family is very concerned about who I'm dating. Because <laughs> they also think I'm gay. Because I just don't bring no man home. Oh, but, I went to that when I was younger also. Oh, yeah. Actually, my best I've friend. Never, I've never brought a man home. But it's because they are literally the most, like, un- I wouldn't want. I'm always like, I'm saying this on live. There's a little bit of embarrassment. I'm just like, I wouldn't want you to meet these. You've you've heard friends meet my family. And it just <laughs> goes so terribly wrong. I'm like, why would I bring somebody that right. I love into this space like that to be like abused by you in that way? Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Like, no. And I'm already like a very sensitive person. Like I'm known, like I'm, you're not about to do that. Like that's insane to me. Okay. And I think also, it's also like the kind of person, if they don't fit, this is like for a black family, right? A certain kind of black family. If they don't fit like the masculine stereotype of what a black male should look like, mm-hmm. then they're already deemed gay. And it's like, but we fucking. Right. Right. <laughs> and he nasty. Right. It's not like, you don't even. <laughs> you have no idea how ungay this man is. Right. And it's just, and so now, so now you have to, so now you're defending people's right to be gay. Right. And you're also defending your very straight boyfriend about his homosexuality. Right. And that gets tricky because now you have the prove all the ways that he's not a gay person right and with and if that's not done properly now you're talking bad about gay people in a in a way just to defend your non-gay boyfriend yeah even though you have no problem with gay people but you have to distinguish it's just it's just so fucking bizarre and it's so annoying and it's just like what are we doing here guys what are we doing (laughs) what are we doing can we build a generational wealth (laughs) sometimes i'll be telling my family i'm like Say specific correctly first before you start coming to people. Like, 
There are so many other things that should be on your agenda other than like hating gay people for yeah. being who they are. Yeah. Or ostracizing gay people. And then they don't do it to their face because it like like for my instance, for my family, my aunt's best friend was gay. Like, ain't no question if this woman mm-hmm. was gay or not. She was who she was, but everybody loved and adored her. So it's just like, how can you love and adore this person but but to the core, ideally hating who she is right. innately. Like it doesn't right. make sense. And what you hate about them is who they love, which is just And you know the life that she lives, so you know it's not like a bad life. Right. You know it's not a dangerous life. She's not causing harm to anybody else. So why can't you critically think across the board for the people? Like don't say all gay people. First of all, there shouldn't be all anything mm-hmm. except all men. <laughs> um, I said what I said. Um, so it's just like, I just, I don't understand why the, I mean, I do understand because they love to say the Bible and it'd be like, literally like some of the people that don't even know, like a single damn thing about the Bible. A single thing. You'd be like, who Esther? It's so bizarre to me. I remember I was, um, and yes, guys, I'm always bringing up Esther because I have a beef with her. (laughs) I was driving, uh, you know, taxi when I was in California and I spoke to a lot of my, my, Riders, because what do you do when you trapped in a car with strangers? You speak to them, and um, there was this older woman, and she said something to like to the extent of like, um, well, how do you know you're gay? Like, why don't you like speak about we talking about men specifically? She said, how how do you know you're gay? Like, why why you should at least try out a woman to make sure you're gay? And I said, okay, question: <laughs> Would you would you tell a straight man and try out have sex with a man to make sure he's straight? Right. And she's like, no. And I said, well, th- what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Bertha, how the fuck did we get on this People bus? know what they like. People know what attracts them. They don't need to try out other things, right? And and if they do, that's that's their own decision. But if someone is telling you, I this is what I'm attracted to. I'm attracted to the same sex. They don't need to put their genitals with the opposite sex to confirm it. It's, it's unnecessary. Because attraction starts outside the genitalia. Right. You guys understand, like, you are attracted to the person physically. They might not even have a big penis or anything like that. They, you, you have no idea what's actually happening in those pants, right? Especially because you can find a trans man and a trans woman attractive. Right. And you have no idea what's happening in their pants because you don't know, right? So the attraction is to the, what's up, the, the phenotype that you're seeing, right? This male or this woman, that is the attraction. You don't need to like then get naked with this person and have intersex, have intercourse with them and be like, actually, I really am not gay. Like you don't need to do that. And if you want to do it, but it's not something that's needed to make sure that you like who you like. I would just say, don't do that shit. Don't do that shit. Because even in that scenario, like, oh, try a woman. You're like, you're saying try a woman, like try a piece of gum, try right. some water. Right. Like, no, you are then inflicting maybe some kind of trauma or even like deception. Like that is not a way to do it. Yeah, so it's sorry. also crazy. I, I, that is not the way to do it. That is not the way to do it. And I'm I, no shame to people who are finding out themselves and they really do try to have sex with the opposite sex, even though they still feel like same sex, but only for their clarity. Like I'm not trying to shame you. But also, like, don't go in and, like, be, I feel like... It's not an experiment. Yeah, I I think when consent is needed, this is needed for consent. Because I need to know where you are before you use my body to figure out who you are. Yeah, that's insane, actually. Yeah, no, when you said that, I was... 
mouth like, I'm like why like why would you talk about a woman as if she's a thing to you yeah that's crazy to yeah. me yeah crazy I want to dif- differentiate if you are attracted to the same sex and you want to pursue that do that yeah but if you're 10 toes down that you don't like the same sex do not experiment do not experiment for the sake of your family for the sake of your church don't experiment, please. That's it yeah. is actually really fucked up to, a thing to do. It is extremely fucked. Yeah, like it was. I was like, when I met my father's side of the family, I was like with this cousin. I spent the summer on Long Island, and um, I was just talking to my older cousin. I thought she was just like so so cool, so gorgeous, and then we were talking. And I was still very much in my homophobic state. Um, and she said something. She was like, "Yeah," because you know, I thought if I was a lesbian, I was like. <gasps> You thought about being a lesbian? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, everybody thinks about being with it. She was like, and if somebody tells you that they haven't thought about it, they're a liar. She was like, you're like, everybody is curious. You think mm-hmm. about it. Now, have I thought about being, of course I did. Cause I was like, oh, I wonder what it's like to be with another mm-hmm. woman. And then, you know, my brain thinks it. And I was like, oh, sounds exhausting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, But when she said that, it really like kind of unlocked something in me. And I was like, yeah, like, if everybody's having these kind of thoughts just to like figure themselves out in the world. And I think I was a teenager at that time. I probably was like in the 10th or 11th grade. And I was like, yeah. So like, cause sometimes you'll bring like now the say, say the Satan and it's don't say gay bill. It's like, you say the word gay to somebody, especially like in our, like in the, the culture, I'm saying that in quotes, they pause. Right. No homo. Because I say gay, mm-hmm. you got to say no homo as if like you have to di- differentiate yourself. Right. Like, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Like, if your masculinity is so fragile that saying the word gay gives you a visceral reaction. Or a hot dog. Because <laughs> now they call glizzies. Glizzies. You can't even eat one in public anymore. I have to, I mean, that's because men are, it's the same thing with bananas. And I didn't know that until I was like, walk, I was like a teen walking down the street in Best Side. I love me, I love me a banana in the morning, 25 cents. I love me a banana in the morning. I was eating a banana and they were like, yo, that's why you just out here. I think it was my cousin just eating a banana like that in the streets. And I was that's like, what I'm saying. Like, it's insane. I'm like, I'm sorry. And then like, as I got, I was like, oh, cause it's phallic. Like everything is in a dick. Everything is not a dick. Everything in a dick. Some of y'all dicks ain't dicks. It's giving nubbin. Some of y'all dicks definitely ain't dicks. Damn. Right. Damn. I don't listen. Damn. The gay agenda. I'm going to rewrite it. The gay agenda was founded by two psychos or an organization of psychos who wasted money that could go to actually helping their community and building up the trailer parks in their towns. But yet they decided to spread hate in the form of a book that they don't read, they didn't fully read or understand. Because I will say it again: if God is love, if Jesus is love, was that a loving thing to do? I mean, I'll say in their defense. <laughs> you know, I'm always here for Bible hatred. In the defense of the people reading the Bible, God was doing some pretty hate- hateful things and some pretty. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he has done some pretty hateful things that require a level of critical thinking, right? That is not always promoted amongst parishioners. Mm, okay. And therefore, that is why it is so easy to take these words and take these stories and apply them to today's world and to spread hate in the name of Jesus and in the name of God. And the history of Christianity. I'll accept. Has been... This is... I'm sorry. We always get on these little tangents. I'm going to say this real quick. I was thinking about this, I think, last night because um, one of my friends, she's now Catholic, um, which, I mean disagree or agree but like catholicism and like black christianity are two different things like they totally. are like two different religions now and, and she didn't understand that but she didn't grow up religious mm-hmm. um so she in her mind it's just like no i'm like no listen you don't you don't understand like uh christianity is almost like i was i said before christianity for black people is a culture it's more than just a religion. Mm-hmm. Like as someone that's not religious, I know it all. I can call and respond with the best of them, right? It's a culture. It's not just a, a belief. And um, so now she's newly religious, whatever. And sometimes we talk and I'm just like this girl and drink the Kool-Aid. But um, I will say in terms of Christianity, it's like the only religion of the, like, the staples that um, one, try to recruit people. <laughs> the rest of them are just like, Come, come or don't come. We don't care. We're going to be over here mm. praying. Come, if you want to come be a Jew, mm. if you want to come be Muslim, okay, we're open, but no one is, they're not recruiting people, right? And as they're recruiting people, and that's all sex of... That's not true. I'm talking about, I'm talking about extremism. I'm talking I mean, about... No, no, I mean, like, black Muslims go out and... But I'm not talking about extreme, extremists. Okay. I'm talking about, like... I've never been recruited by any Muslim person to be Muslim. Unless they were like a, um, the black Muslims on the street. <laughs> Those are black Israelites. That's a different subset. Oh, well, like extremists. <laughs> right. As a whole, I've never had anyone that was Jewish or any other religion right, right, right. to be like, oh, come join us because you're going to burn in hell. Yeah. Right? Because we have like Jehovah's Witnesses who do it. Mm-hmm. Mormons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is their yeah. thing to recruit yeah. people. Yeah. And the history of their recruiting has gotten a lot better. Right? It's gotten <laughs> a lot more safer. But before... They were recruiting you hella, hella high water. We're going to kill your whole family and we're going to spare you because God said, now you're a Christian. So I say this to say, the history of Christianity is hate-filled. Now, whether that was the intention, I don't know. I wasn't there when they I, made I'm gonna, the Bible. I'm going to say that wasn't the intention. <laughs> I'm going I'm to go and say that was not the intention. But what it has become yes. over, you know, the centuries. The centuries has been one of hate. Yeah. And um, ostracizing and manipulation and, you know, negative things. And they say they take, there's no there's no love like Christian hate. <laughs> <laughs> that that is the that is the title of this episode. Yeah. So anyway, guys, um, let us know what you think. What do you believe in the gay agenda, right? Do you feel like your favorite shows or all these shows are showcasing gay people in a way to um, manipulate and and groom your children to be gay? Or do you feel like they're just showcasing a part of the world? They're showcasing the reality, right? Like this is life. Right. People have gay friends. They have uh, gay fathers, gay mothers, gay cousins, gay uncles, and... I even, you know, it's, it's, it's so weird to even say this as if we have to 
put them into a, a hole of like gay people, right? Like in a category. Yeah, in a category because it's just people who love who they love. That's it. It's yeah. it's 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 insane to me that we have to even talk about it as if like gay people like they pee different or they eat food <laughs> through their elbows. Yeah. And if you do have a problem with, uh, and if you please engage with us on that because I'm very interested to hear. But I'm like, I'm more concerned not about the amount of like gay kissing or gay sex on shows. I am more concerned about the amount of teen sex that's being had. Oh yes, on on shows. I mean, yeah. I, I think I've lived a very sheltered experience, but I mean, like, there was always, like, one or two girls in your class. Like, I can think back to junior high school, right? My first day of junior high school, there was a pregnant girl. Blew blew our muffin caps back, okay? Mm -hmm. And then there was, like, a girl having sex. Like, Mm -hmm. two best friends were having sex, and we were like, oh, my God, let's go. Of course it was older men. Um... Mm. That's the real epidemic right right there. That, yeah. The, 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 The grooming... Of heterosexual, quote unquote, relationships. That is yeah. that is where the grooming actually is, and that is the and problem. The, and they don't want to talk about that, but they want to talk about like um, I think, I think now people are probably noticing it more because yes, they are adding it into shows, but also these children, thankfully, are so much more open about who they are. Mm-hmm. And like I think, also, I don't think that they should be punished for even if they were in a same-sex relationship and then later on they just decide that they're, they're not... Like, allow them the space to, like, figure themselves the fuck out. This life is very long. <laughs> this life is very long. I saw a and TikTok. allow them to it just said, do it. The TikTok said anyone over... Anyone under 50 has the potential to live, like, 150 years. And I said, damn, I missed the cutoff. <laughs> Cause that sounds brutal. One hundred and fifty years. I fuck with it. Uh uh-uh, uh, I have over a hundred years to go. I'm not fucking with it. I fuck with it. And imagine, imagine living to one fifty, and you can't love who you love. Yeah. And I'm like, think about all the suppressed grandparents, and like, people love a love story where like they found out that their their grandmother was secretly in love, writing love letters to her friends with these all these like close friendships that. We admire. We're like, I want a Betsy like my grandma had a Betsy. Your grandma was fucking Betsy. Mm, okay? On. Loving Betsy from afar. And as much as like we love a, a long distance love affair, that shit is sad. It's very sad. It's, it's sad. Heartbreaking, actually. Yeah. Like, think of all the, the uh, that that's just, uh, that, that could just make me cry. Just like all of the untapped potential of people living life and really like enjoying their lives. This is why we also fucked up. Right. I just want to say one last thing. I know a lot of people, bigots, ignorant people, whatever, they like to they like to um uh I'll say wind down or like uh minimize the gay experience to just their sexuality, like just them having sex. Right, mm. like that's it. You just, you just, you just like to rub same genitals together, and it's like they it's, do though. <laughs> and just like you like to rub your non-same sex genitals together, and y'all right? do though. But it's you're so much more than who you're having sex with, right? Yeah. And it's just so unfortunate that 
people like to say, oh, like your lifestyle. Like a lifestyle is like quiet luxury. A lifestyle is traveling the world. Yeah. Who I love is not my lifestyle. That's because that's who I am as a person. That's because the thought leaders are men and they men think with their dicks. Mm. Like a man <laughs> shout out to the crackheads, but like a man will <laughs> fuck a crackhead if he if he could get his rock. You know what I mean? Like they, they have such low standards in order to just like have sex. And I'm not saying every man, I'm not saying every man, but you if you're not that man, you know um, you know. Right. 10 men that's like that you know what i mean right. they, they don't give a fuck what it is they'll keep quiet on the hush or whatever um and that's that's truly what it's because they think with their dicks and they, they can't think outside of like we have whole lives to live and they just think intimacy Fucking is, is so, sex yeah it's intimacy yeah. Is, is way more than sex yeah no guys that's not it so in the spirit of pride and pride should be every day all day 365 366 on a leap year um learn to be a true ally and i get it and i know how frustrating um some of our brother sisters non-binaries and lgbtqi plus community um feel about like you know cis hetero straight people talking about um the acceptance of gay as if it's like this labor thing um because if it was the talk about race, we wouldn't have the same grace, right? However, even with race, I think we do give people grace to like figure it out and turn their, wrap their minds around it. I think. I mean, I don't. I, I, love, I know. I know you don't. <laughs> but we do, though. You don't in theory, but we do in practice. Mm. Um, I believe. Damn, it's a lot of emergencies. I mean, happening. the block is hot tonight. Um, yeah, and I know that you guys are like, don't, you know, there should be no time given. Um, I just say, please be patient. You have people out here really doing the work and I know it's not fast enough, but mm -hmm. we, we out here, we, 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 we rocking with you, you know, body yada yada, we are. <laughs> um, so I hope your, your pride month is filled with so much joy, laughter, love, good freedom. Stuff. Freedom, good sex, protected sex. Be careful, guys. And live your life. Be free. Live your life out loud. Right. And don't appropriate black women. <laughs> Got to throw it in there. You had to. No, you really did. You yeah. did. I can't help myself. Um, We hope you enjoyed this. Until next time, guys. Later. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pontificating Podcast with your girls. Uh, I am the Asia Thomas, uh, Seiki, and Sally, and your girl, I am Queen Ty. Please don't forget to follow us on Pontificating Pod. You can follow us, engage, 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 and like us on YouTube. We are at From the Burrows Podcast like subscribe follow engage and don't forget we love y'all play cousins bye